Live Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We want to start uh, this morning uh, with um, what you can do and what your rights are if your child is sent home uh, for from school because of a suspect COVID-19 situation and uh, the child's asked to isolate. I mean, clearly very difficult for them to do that on their own. So that has knock-on implications for you as uh, mum or dad. Well, to talk to us about it, we have Alan Hickey, who's Associate Director of Advisory at Global Employment Law Consultancy Peninsula and a good friend of uh, the show. You'll find her on Instagram, a parenting expert and mum herself, Deirdre Holland-Hannon. And you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Um, uh, Alan, again, this is a situation that people might have thought of in the past, um, you know, in, in, a, in a practical way, if they got a call from the school and uh, their child was sick and, you know, could be an occasional thing. Um, they may be in a position at the school to hold on to the child for a while. I imagine if it's a suspect COVID-19 situation, they want you to turn up immediately and take your child home. Um, but that doesn't work that easily if you have duties at work, does it? No, no it's not that straightforward, Joe. It, it, it can be a difficult one for employees and for employers, particularly for SMEs who who mightn't be aware of what their obligations are towards their employees in that scenario, and employees not being aware of what their entitlements are um, in respect of their employment. So, positively, if if your employee, if your child is um, unwell, when I say positively, obviously it's not a good thing if your child is unwell. But in the scenario where your child is unwell, positively you are entitled to um, a period of force majeure leave if you have to um, immediately go and collect your child because they are unwell. So there is a, an entitlement out there called force majeure leave that applies where you have to care for the medical needs of a close family member. So um, that entitlement is for up to three days in any 12-month period. So that would be something that an employee could invoke, and that could involve you leaving your workplace immediately to... to um, to go get your child from the school. And Alan, did that exist before COVID? That did exist before COVID. It's been around since, to my knowledge, 1998. Um, we've had that, that right has been there. And um, what you should do is notify your employer leaving. I, I wouldn't recommend that you necessarily just walk out because they won't even know where you're gone. But do notify your, the employer that you're leaving. And what you're required to do is to inform your employer in writing afterwards as to the reasons as to why you needed to take that leave. And if, if force majeure leave does apply, which uh, in, my, in my view would apply in that scenario, you are entitled to paid time off from your employer. And like I said, that is up to three days um, in any 12-month period. And Alan, I mean, have you found over the years that uh, a lot of people aren't aware of force majeure? A lot of people aren't aware of it. And it, it's one of those things where even if people are aware of it, they're not necessarily aware of the rules around it. Um, and to the extent of the entitlement. So, for example, people might think that they're entitled to two weeks force majeure leave, um, where, which that wouldn't necessarily be the case. You under the legislation, you're entitled to up to three days and 12 months, for example. Now, your employer might have a different rule, and they might give you an, an additional entitlement, and that might form part of your contract of employment. And that's something that you might want to have a look at as well, is, you know, does my employer allow me um, to take additional paid time off? Um, and then... But I suppose one difficulty that you're going to have is if your child is, is unwell um, or they're deemed to be a close contact or something and 
you're advised by your GP yourself as a parent to to restrict your movements or self-isolate. So that can be for up to 14 days. So there is going to be you know, at least a gap of 11 days there where you might not be entitled to anything from your employer. You wouldn't necessarily be entitled to any pay from your employer for that, from that scenario. So it's important that parents are also aware of their rights in terms of claiming social welfare payments from, from the Department of Social Protection also. OK, and we'll get to that in a second. We're chatting to Alan Hickey, Associate Director of Advisory at Global Employment Law Consultancy Peninsula, and Deirdre Holland-Hannon, who's a parenting expert uh, and specialist and uh, a mum herself. Deirdre, this is a, a bit of a nightmare scenario, isn't it, for parents? <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially the fact that they could get multiple calls, especially if they have a few kids across yeah. a school year uh, with COVID worries uh, uh, this year. Yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm kind of a twist in between on this one. As a mum, I know I should be weighing in and, and straight away going, yeah, it's a nightmare for us. But I'm actually on the fence in the sense that I think we just need to accept what's going on around us and you know I think it's 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 you know this is it this is going to happen and um I think you know it's an employer's responsibility to not be um firefighting the situation policies should be in place now we're in school a month they should know exactly what they're going to do for their employees when this happens because it's going to happen all of us like we're all going to get the they're going to cough at some stage. However much we tell them not to, they're going to cough at some stage over an Irish winter and we're going to all get that call. And Yeah, but I mean, I, I suppose I, I, I'm going to use an absolutely extreme example here, right? A ridiculous example in ways, but it just, okay. just, just for effect, you know, like a firefighter is fighting a fire and gets a call <laughs> from the local school. Do <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, there are always uh, practical challenges. Here. I know, mid-hose spray, cat in the yeah. building. And the phone call comes. Um, I do think this is a short-term problem. I don't see this being our lives for a long time because, you know, testing is improving. And even the, the I do think the, the most unrealistic part of this whole scheme is that you'd expect a child to um, restrict their movements alone. Sure, that's just nonsense. I think we all have to accept also that there's going to be no child um, of a certain age r- restricting their movements or isolating on their own. We're all going to be in it together. Like if, if one of my boys comes home and we have to wait for a test, that's it. Like I'm out and I'm with the boys. And that they're, they're, that's the most unrealistic part of the whole scheme for me is even the suggestion that a child would be restricting their movements anywhere but with a parent. Um but I do think, um, I, I think the cases are going to be all taken very individually. Every school is going to manage it individually. I imagine that firefighter could say to the principal, can you hold on 30 minutes, I'm mid-fire. And, um, you know, that school is going to have to be empathetic. Now, equally, I imagine that school would say to another parent who's saying, well, I'm just out for coffee, it'll take me 30 minutes to finish. They might say, no, we actually need you to collect your child now. Yes. Um, I do think, you know, people just have to, you know, come back to common sense, individual cases, um, you know, kind of come away from computer says no mentality and, and use their common sense and uh, assess each case. C- come away from what? You know, um, tick the box. I rang the parents. Computer says no. <laughs> Computer says no. <laughs> you know, we're all common sense. 
and kind of weighing things up for yourself and weighing, knowing a parent as well. Like, you know, unless you're a junior infant parent like myself, the school most likely knows you and your circumstances. And, you know, you utilise that relationship to assess the situation too yeah. and, yeah. you know, trust. Um, so I, I do think... You know, um, there has to be and there has to be leeway in in certain circumstances, and your example would be one of them. But there's other circumstances then where there should be no leeway, and and the school would be probably correct not to give it in those circumstances. I mean, the, 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 the thing is, Alan, that. Um, you know, employers who aren't sensible about this and, and they have their own difficulties and, and, you know, there has to be give and take between an employer and an employee in this situation because, you know, while it's an individual situation today, it, it could happen many times in a workplace um, across the winter. But if there isn't a bit of common sense, sure, they're begging to be lied to aren't they, um, um, employers? You know, the likelihood is people will make a decision to say, well, I'm sick myself, so I'm off. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, unfortunately, that is, that is uh, something that, that um, employers will, imp- will encounter, is that you're going to get employees who, who, well, one thing they might just say, I'm not sick, and show up to work, which is something that we've heard of over the last couple of years, because they don't want to lose out and pay. Or alternatively, that's, you know, these, these payments sound attractive and therefore I'm going to um, not show up to work and say I'm sick when I'm not. Um, so I guess the key thing for me is, uh, is is a point that was has already been made is that, you know, we're all in this together. So it's important that employers are, are fostering a, a collaborative conversation with their employees on this. And both the employer and the employees are in this and are in it together. Um, employers should have a very clear policy which is something that's already been mentioned as well, that employers should, should have a very clear policy on, on all these different scenarios. And they should have ironed out at this stage what their stance is in terms of, for example, force majeure leave for employees who are unwell. And, and that should be communicated to employees. And, you know, ultimately, if an employee is, is fit and able to attend for work, they should be attending for work. And if they're not fit to attend for work based on GP's advice, then they shouldn't attend for work. And they should be... But what idiot of an employer would want somebody who has a child who is potentially a, 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 a close contact or potentially a suspect case coming into their workplace anyway until it's sorted? I agree with that. I think there's a lot of people that uh, maybe aren't taking it as seriously as everyone else, though, and, and might be like, just get on with it. Yeah, and end, and end up in a lockdown situation or level isn't three like Donegal our or Dublin. Are, are, exactly, isn't that why our numbers are rising? Because maybe people are bending the regulations and crowd numbers and, and different things. Like, that's definitely happening. Like, you hear that on every media outlet at the minute. So there isn't, not, there isn't a car kind of like a sweeping opinion on this. Some people are taking it seriously, some people aren't. So if you have an employer who thinks you're dramatic or, you know, there's no need then you definitely are under pressure. But, I mean, that's a whole other level of employment issue. Yeah, because, I mean, Alan, you know, the truth is that outside of force majeure, as you mentioned, there aren't any specific legal rights for an employee uh, to stay for 14 days at home with their child who is self-isolating. Well, well, the first thing I would... uh, Just to go back to the point about... um, you know, employers not wanting employees or employers wanting employees to show up for work when they, they might have been a close contact. 
again, I would go back to what is the GP saying? That parent should be contacted the GP. And if the GP says self-isolate, restrict your movement, then that's what they should do. And they should inform their employer as such. And then the employer will be duty-bound to, um, to, to abide by that. But uh, in terms of... Um, the rights of employees for up to the 14 days. That's why the government has introduced these these measures, you know, the additional payments, the illness benefits of up to €350 per week to to help alleviate that burden for employees. But from an employer perspective, what I would suggest as well is can that employee work from home? It may not be possible for every parent to work from home due to the nature of, of, you know, how old the child is, for example. Um, And it might not be possible to work from home if you know certain jobs just don't lend to it, you can't be a holidays driver, for example, and work from home. But some jobs can um, be facilitated in that way, and that's one thing I would also encourage employers to do, because then the employee can get full pay working from home. Um, yeah. And, 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 and we know back. we know this week there's a push for um, statutory sick pay for employers who don't offer it um, uh, to be made available to deal with some of the COVID issues that we're talking about, but. Is there a move or will there be a move to introduce something in law that will specifically uh, legislate for this situation where a child is sent home from school for COVID-19 reasons and they can't be expected, depending on their age, to, to self-isolate themselves? Well, there, there is discussions at the moment. There has, a bill, there has been a bill that has been tabled to introduce, um, I guess, fortunately for up to six weeks, is it, maybe a, a succinct way of putting it. Now, there's, there's talk of that being delayed for up to six months, um, and it, I don't think it's going to be considered in the short term. And it'll be interesting to see what the political will will be um, when when COVID-19 hopefully starts to simmer down, if there'll be as much political will to, to introduce that rule. Um, but the, the one concern I would have with that is, you know, it, it might be very... Um, a, a lot of larger enterprises, um, corporate companies, multinationals and so on, will be able to deal with and, and accommodate paid sick leave. And the, 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 I suppose the fact is the majority of them already do contractually. It's the SMEs that I'd be concerned about who might not be able to afford to pay someone to be at home for up to six weeks, as, as this legislation suggests. That could have a, a major impact on a company that's yeah. already been severely impacted by COVID-19. OK. All right. Well, listen, thank you both very much. I think uh, you've teased out the issues here and I'm sure a lot of parents listening this morning are thinking, oh, I'm just waiting for that dreaded phone call from uh, the school and fully expecting it uh, at least once across the winter. Uh, appreciate your time. That's Alan Hickey, Associate Director of Advisory at Global Employment Law Consultancy Peninsula and Deirdre Holland-Hannon, a good friend of the Limerick Today Show, parenting expert, specialist mum herself and you can uh, check Deirdre out on Instagram. Lots more to come on the show. Call Limerick today now on 461995.